When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Kenny and Michelle coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17 here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Shout out to ESPN Ithaca, 107.1, 1160 AM for sending us this great gear. Today we got the winter hats, we got the koozies, we got the stickers. So we do appreciate that as uh, we have them from ESPN Ithaca. And obviously your station out there could send it to us as well. Get some uh, great love here on Unsportsmanlike. All right. um, We have the Chiefs and the Patriots this weekend. Certainly feels a lot different than uh, previous (laughs) Chiefs. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Same head coaches. Not not the same as 2018. (laughs) Not the same as 2018. Oh, that AFC title game was one of the best games I've ever seen in my life in overtime. Oh, my I mean, God. you still cringe about D. Ford being offsides, don't you? Me? No. No, I'm just, saying, I'm yeah. just saying football yes. fans oh, in general because yeah. nobody wanted to see the Patriots dynasty, the evil empire, get back. Speak for yourself on that one. I was. Well, I mean, thrilled. you're a fan of the team, but yeah. nobody else. That's correct. Nobody else outside of the correct. Patriots fan that, base wanted to see them get there. That's the definition of a villain. A team villain, right? When you have literally only the fans of that team want to root for them and that everyone else would be rooting against them, there's the perfect example of that. I don't Is agree. that also the definition of a dynasty? I'm just curious. I'm, I'm asking. Sure, yeah. Like, like I mean, you're I mean, not, other are, are, you, are you a real dynasty unless everybody else outside of your fan base is rooting against you? Are you really? So it's a good question because I never understood hmm. why everybody was rooting against the Warriors from a, like a pure basketball perspective, if you're just like a dorky basketball guy like I am, where it's like, oh, just watch them pass and watch them play defense. It's amazing, right? But everyone else, like, they shouldn't have had KD. He shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have signed there. And they're rooting against him. Confirmation of multiple titles, dynasty, back-to-back, three, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Right? Spurs are interesting. Did anybody root against them? I didn't like the brand of basketball the Spurs would play. I just thought it was boring. But you didn't 15. hate them. Yeah, they are they are an anomaly <sighs> altogether. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I didn't hate them. I, I didn't love them either, though. Yeah. San Francisco Giants winning three of five. Nobody even knew it happened. Like, there's only one modern-day dynasty where I'm not a fan of the team that I actually rooted for, and that was the Bulls, and that's because they had the greatest basketball player of all time, which was Michael Jordan. Like, so I'm a didn't... Lakers fan, and I rooted for the Bulls when my, because my really? team wasn't in it. Yeah. The because 90s. Was, how, how do you root against the 90s Bulls? I never did. You, could, you couldn't. I rooted for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, not but that I, that should be surprising. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's not, <laughs> but that's not my team. You're a Heat fan, too, by the way. Well, after the fact, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a front runner, this guy. But you understand what yeah. I'm saying. Like, if, te- if people aren't hating on you, are you really a dynasty? Yet another example of why Michael is so amazing. That he, like, if people, like, all right, how are you going to really hate on him? He's just so unbelievable. I mean, the only fan base that I know that really hated Knicks. him was the Knicks fan base. Yeah. That's it. Pistons, probably. I was going to say Pistons. Pistons and Knicks. Bad Boy Pistons fans and then the Knicks fans back then, for sure. But so the Chiefs and the Patriots this weekend looks a lot different. And uh, a hat tip to Peter King of NBC Sports on this, who put this in my head in terms of a conversational piece here. The idea of retool versus rebuild. And he asked the question about whether or not we're in that in-between stage right now for the Chiefs. So if we do the comparison to the team they're playing this weekend, the New England Patriots, they won three of four Super Bowls early in Brady's career. 
Then after that, they went nine seasons without a Super Bowl win. They had two losses, one both to the Giants with CC on one mm-hmm. of them. They then won three of five and were in four of five. But that nine years in between of really good football but not winning a title. Conversely, Kansas City has won two of four. They were in three of four. This is now that fifth year, right? The Patriots started the nine-year run of no Super Bowl wins in year five. Mm. Is this similar now? Could you see this now with the Kansas City Chiefs, this in-between run like New England had of still always competitive, always right there, countless people probably picking them to win it all, but not actually winning it all? Nah, man, because you got to have three to be a dynasty. That's the bar. You got to have three so they're championships. They're not even in there. In they haven't run. even start. They haven't even started the first one, right? Because I mean, you've only won two. Like you, you've got to win that third one in a span of five years to be considered a dynasty, as far as I'm concerned. And really, if you don't have back to back championships, I don't know that you can call it a dynasty. Like that's the other part of it too. Like I feel like there are unwritten rules when it comes to dynastic teams, and that's one of them. You have to have back to back championships at some point during that span, and you have to win what. Three titles over the span of five years, and that's being generous in order to mildly consider you a dynasty. If you win three over four, you're a dynasty. Three over five, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But based on where the Chiefs are at right now, they ain't winning a championship this year. Mm -mm. So I don't know if it's fair to even call them a dynasty. They're not done with the first part of it, you're saying. So because the whole whole – It's not fair to call them a dynasty, period. No, but what I'm saying – okay, let me rephrase this. What I'm saying is if you look at the New England thing and you compare these two franchises, which we have done forever, right – New England won three of four and then had that lull of not winning. You, you deem them early on. They, basically, they had two They dynasties. were a dynasty. Yeah, they, they won three dynasties. or four. Right. And they so, went back to back. Yeah. So then basically, the Chiefs aren't, in your mind, in that in-between run yet. And if they are, then they're never actually a dynasty. Because if this starts a stretch of, let's call it a decade, of not winning a title, then they actually never reach the point that you thought they were going to reach. Exactly. That's it. Smalls, what do you think about this? That's fair. I think he's right. They need to win another one. And I don't know if we're going to see that happen because we're starting to see some of the holes now. It's so hard to win in the National Football League. And I just think it's very – what the Patriots were able to do is so rare. It's so hard to sustain that level of success because once you have that level of success, you have to start paying people. And therefore, you don't have the resources needed <clears throat> Excuse me, to get the other pieces you need to supplement your team. Look at the Chiefs this year. They have an outstanding defense. They still have Andy Reid. They still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. Yet, they're so incredibly vulnerable because the wide receiving core is not the same as it once was. So I don't know if we're going to see them get to three. I mean, it's been two decades since we've seen somebody go to back-to-back championships. Is that just a product of where the modern-day NFL is? I think so, and that's, I think, a good thing. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the fact that you have, you know, any number of teams that could win in any given year, I think one of the most anticlimactic things we've seen in sports was what happened with the Warriors dynasties in the mid-2010s where it was a foregone conclusion that you knew they were going to be in the championship against the Cleveland Cavaliers and you knew they were going to win. You know what I mean? So it's just... I I guess it is a good thing for the NFL, but when you start to look at what kind of player Pat Mahomes has the potential to be, it's a little disappointing to see that the franchise that is known for the as being a model of consistency and stability that they have let him down in this way by not having the requisite talent around him, specifically with the receiving core, that's going to allow him to contend at the level that we all know his talent should allow him to. 
What's interesting about that, what you just said, is those were the years, the in-between years with New England, when you had Rache Caldwell and Doug Gabriel as the wide receivers. Oh, my God. And you had these guys. <laughs> no, because oh you, for, God, you forget awful. about that, right? You forget that you just think yeah, early I years. think everybody wants to forget. Right. But then Gronk shows up later, Edelman shows up later, et cetera. Aaron Hernandez, sure. really, really good tight end. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, anyway. Um, he was. He was a good tight end. He was. A little, little off, but uh, a little, a little off. A little. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think what's interesting about this is you're not even ready. Like you just put even more pressure on Kansas City. That's what just happened to me here. That really? Yes, because I was giving them. All right, part one of the run is done. Maybe, maybe they have the lull and then they get to part two. You're saying that part one is not even complete yet. Yes, and if they, they don't actually get another one, then we have to stop the New England-Kansas City comparison. But they have to get one this year, though, right? Because it would be three titles in a span of five years. And New England was three of four. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like I said, like three of four is really— Actually, three of five if you use the fifth year, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, three, of, three of five is—I'm like, being lenient when right. we start defining dynasties. But if you win three championships in five years, I'll give it to you. Right? I'll give you that's that. That's impressive. Yeah. You win three or four, it's easy. Like I said, one of the unwritten rules of being a dynasty is at some point you got to go back to back. It feels like nobody in the modern day NFL goes back to back. The last team to do it was the 2003 2004 Patriots. So, again, if Pat Mahomes and, and the Chiefs are going to fancy themselves as a dynastic team, then this is a year that they've got to be able to get it done. But I just don't think they have the receivers to do it. No, I don't think so either. I definitely don't think that they do. Yeah. But they, they can't – imagine, though, if those receivers hang on to the ball. But they did. No, but we still have some time left. <laughs> yes, we do. But I, am I right to then assume – you're going to sit here and say, CeCe, if this is it – for Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, and they will never win another Super Bowl together. No, I didn't say that. No, no, I'm asking. I'm playing yeah. on a hypothetical. If they w- never win another Super Bowl together, that their run is actually underachieving? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's then easy. Then the Dodgers? Yeah, that's, I, don't, I don't even think that's a hot take, though. No, if, if you only win, Really? If you only win two Super Bowls with Pat Mahomes, with Pat Mahomes as gifted as he is and as early as he's won, yeah. It's a disappointment. We we talk about Aaron Rodgers only winning one as a disappointment in Green Bay. Yeah. And he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, the best thrower of the football we've ever seen. I think that Patrick Mahomes is on that level, if not above him. And so you expect more out of him. But he's, he's, he's been in the conference championship game every year he's been a starter. And he's been in three Super Bowls in his first five years of being a starter. How, how do you not look at it as a disappointment if that guy only wins two championships? Because his resume is going to be so ridiculous when it's all said and done. Like, I expect him to win another one, don't get me wrong. But his resume is going to be so ridiculous when it's all said and done. And it's weird because you think back, and I don't remember exactly what all of us said, obviously, at the time. But after Brady won three of four and then three of five, I don't know that we ever would have said at that point because he was such an underdog story at the, in the moment. Well, if he never wins another one, it's a disappointment. But... Years later, we started to get to that place of he's got to win another one at some point. He lost the undefeated year with the Giants. He lost the 2011 year to you with the Giants. We got to that place of, okay, when are you – we literally said, when are you going to win another one when he won three? Think about that. Mahomes – so it is fair, Mahomes winning two – but I guess he has to win at least one more. Yeah, but I don't think Tom Brady was in the conversation for greatest of all time as early in his career as Pat Mahomes. Definitely, was. Not. definitely. You not. see what I'm saying? I don't like, think like, there's like, an I don't think. Like, like, like that, that's what I'm saying. Well, like Pat had... Mahomes is Pat Mahomes is there right now. Like here, here are Pat Mahomes' peers when it comes to the greatest quarterbacks of all time: Peyton Manning, 
because he's got five MVPs, multiple rings. Joe Montana got four rings. Tom Brady got six, seven rings. That's it. Yeah, That's like, the list. Like I think nobody career. is sitting here saying, "Oh, well, you know, John Elway is better than Pat Mahomes, or or Brett Favre is better than Pat Mahomes." No, they're not. No, they're not. And this is just Pat Mahomes' sixth season as a starter in the NFL. Am I nuts to say that is insane? If that guy only went, only if he walks away with only the two championships that he's got in his back pocket, it is franchise malpractice by Andy Reid, Brett Veach, their general manager, and by Clark Hunt, their chairman. Franchise malpractice. Am I nuts to say that Patrick Mahomes' career is better than Aaron Rodgers' career? Yes. Yeah. I'm nuts to say no, that. No, you're no. not. Oh, you're okay. not. No, I would. But, 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 but nobody's debating that. No, but I, well, one guy had six years, the other guy has 20 years. But, no, but, but nobody's debating. Okay. But my point is, nobody is debating that. Right, so that's. Nobody is debating that. John Elway got a gold jacket. Nobody is debating that Pat Mahomes is not a better quarterback. Better quarterback, better career, two different things. But you're saying better Both. career. I know, that's Both. amazing. That's amazing. Both. So then. Yeah, not only are you saying Both. that they're not in in between. Do I need to time, say it again? They're, Both. Not, they're not done. That they better win another one to have the first run to even have the in between time conversation like New England had in between their two runs. Coming up, our frenemy, Joe Fortenbaugh, pick games next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 21. (laughs) We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. (laughs) Presented by Progressive Insurance. Alone Michelle Swoman. Chris Canty. Evan Cohen. 21. With you. Joe Fortenbaugh, our front of me, joins us each and every week at this time. And look at him in Bristol on camera, ESPN bat analyst, of course, and Carlin versus Joe, noon until 3 Eastern time. Joe, can I preemptively take the Chargers next week against the Bills 
for the interim coach bump that should occur <laughs> after last night's their destruction on the hands of the uh, at the hands of the Raiders with Brandon Staley probably getting fired. Can I do that now, Joe? You can if you think he's going to get fired. I don't know if the Chargers would do something like that. A notoriously cheap organization is not going to want to send him on an all expenses paid vacation for the last few weeks of the season. They might force him to gut this thing out, but good god, that's his that's as pathetic a performance as you'll see. Just pathetic from start to finish. I know you got a backup quarterback out there, but you're not facing the Tom Brady, Randy Moss Patriots. You're facing the Raiders, for God's sake. They just played the week before and scored zero points. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine the Chargers are suddenly going to decide to get motivated and start playing, right? they got to be looking towards vacation. Canty, if you're in that situation, what are you guys thinking? I'm thinking we need to get rid of the head coach because we have zero chance to win football games with him dialing up the X's and O's. And although it's hard for me to agree with the guy that's willing to wear a short sleeve shirt in the dead of winter in the Northeast, <laughs> I have to agree with Fortenbaugh on this one. I'm with him. The Chargers were an absolute embarrassment last night, but I have zero confidence that this franchise is going to do the competent thing, which is move on from Staley I don't, before these next three I don't games. care much for your tone. You know, I get up early. I come in the studio to increase the production value of this segment. Uh-oh. I don't need the lip, okay? I don't. Need, I, but you look fantastic. Friday is always a total curveball for me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Seeing you, you in the suit and the tie. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's not natural for me, but I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do for TV, very, for Greenberg, for Stephen A. Very unnatural they, they, Yeah, wear, wearing a suit is mandated by them. All right, so Joe, let's just get to it. The Week 15 slate, one of the marquee games is the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys are dogs in this spot. I think the line right now is at two points Well, in, in, in the Bills' favor. The Bills are favored by two. Which way do you lean in this game? Sharp guys are playing the Bills here for a few reasons. Uh, Phil, D- Dallas has been very good at home this season, undefeated, 40 points per game. On the road, it's been a little bit of a different story. You know, we saw them go to Philadelphia and lose. We saw them go to San Francisco and lose. We saw them go to Arizona and lose. When you don't have that crowd noise supporting you on defense to give you that extra fractional second to fire off the ball and go after the opposing quarterback where the opposing offensive line is struggling in communication because it's so loud, you know, that's going to hurt you a little bit. And if you're not able to get after Allen, he's going to pick apart that defense that we've seen get picked apart. The Arizona Philly and San Francisco road games, all three of those teams scored 28 or more points in that matchup. On the Buffalo side, you got to wonder, can Josh Allen protect the football? Because nobody's committed more turnovers since Allen's been in the league than Allen. At the same time, that Dallas defense since Dan Quinn took over has forced, I think, more turnovers than anybody in the business. I like over 50 and a half points here. I think this game is a quintessential shootout, so that's my favorite play. But when it comes to the side, I'd be looking to play the Bills here. What about Baltimore-Jacksonville, Joe? I think the Ravens are favored. I think the line's at three and a half. How are you playing this one? This is a tough one because the Ravens have a big, big matchup on deck with the Niners on Monday night Christmas. It's a huge game. Now, it's the pros. You don't get caught looking ahead in the pros like you do in college, but it is something to consider. It's one of the reasons I like Arizona plus 12 and a half. I think the Niners could sleepwalk a little bit in that game this weekend as they look forward to the Baltimore matchup the following week. But back to your question, Smalls. I think there's two ways to look at it. I think, number one, you can look to the over here. It's a low price, around 43 and a half. 
Uh, Kyle Hamilton in the secondary for the Ravens, he's dinged up. You got two good quarterbacks who can hang a number here. I think that's one way to play it. I would look to the Ravens as a side. Jacksonville's been a good story this year, but I've watched them go into some physical matchups and get pushed around. The first Texans game, Houston came into their building and pushed them around. I watched the Niners push them around. I watched them get pushed around last week by Cleveland. I worry in these physical matchups if Jacksonville has what it takes. The key angle here, number one run defense, number one run offense in the NFL in Baltimore going against one of the better run defenses in Jacksonville. That's going to be a fascinating matchup. So like I said, play the over, lean to Baltimore. Joe, Michelle Smallman has been literally perfect in picking Chiefs games all year. Every, really? Yes. Every single time they have a terrible upset, she said it beforehand. She has led us down the path of maybe we should consider New England plus eight and a half this week. Where are you on this? I don't want to weigh in. I don't want to get involved in that. If Smalls <laughs> is nailing all these games, do you really want me coming in? Well, let's pretend I never head? said that. Let's pretend I never Smalls, told you. Smalls, that's incredible. You've had you've nailed every Chiefs game this season? Yes. I have sensed a vulnerability from them earlier than my peers here. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, just say that. Had the Packers. Joe, and no one thought to tell me this at any point. <laughs> no. Like, I couldn't use this information. It's the end of the season, for crying out loud. Well, Joe, here's, We're on the radio, you know. Here's where I'm <laughs> nervous about yeah, that's this. That's true. I, I could just listen. <laughs> I, I want to take the Chiefs, Joe. I absolutely want to take the Chiefs. Right. I think that they're obviously a better team. But doesn't this feel like a Bill Belichick upset special? They had they put up more than 20 points offensively last week. They're coming off a win. This is another week where he's in the headlines saying he's out of a job and that he's moving on from New England. Doesn't it just feel like a moment where Bill Belichick would somehow pull a rabbit out of his hat? Yeah, it's like James Carville uh, agreeing with Will Ferrell in old school during the debate. <laughs> I can't tell you you're wrong with any of this. I don't want to get in the way. Uh, eight and a half points is going to be a lot to cover for the Chiefs considering their offense has been very suspect this season. Very suspect. I mean, we've seen them in their last, I think it's eight games. They've gone over 21 points. Only a couple of times. They're not scoring big numbers. They're obviously struggling at wide receiver. Kelsey's numbers are down. You got to figure you get a good effort this week, but Belichick and the Patriots can play some defense. Question is whether or not the offense can do anything. 10 days to get ready for this game is interesting as well. I I side with Smalls here. I think Smalls' decision is the way to go. I'm going to completely cop out on this one. All right, Joe, we got a little bit of rapid fire real quick before we get you out of here. Yeah, we got to do the college games. We got bowl games tomorrow. Do not skip the bowl games. We're not going to skip the bowl games, but we got to do this. Stay away and play. Week 15 NFL slate, couple of games. We want you to pick a side, ATS. Right. So we're going to start out Broncos, Lions, four and a half in the Lions' favor. Lions, this is a bounce back spot. Denver has been the luckiest team in the NFL over the last two months of the season. They're six and one over their last seven. During that time, they're number one in average starting field position, 35 yard line. They're also number one in takeaways. Opponents have committed 18 fumbles in the last seven weeks. You can't bank on that each and every week. And when it dries up, so too will the luck for Denver on playing the Lions. All right, stay aware, play Giants. Saints, Saints laying six. Ooh, I mean, it's a Fugazi, right? We gotta go with Tommy DeVito. Hey! I'll, 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 I'll take the. Uh, I will take the Giants plus the six. I do not trust the Saints. They've covered three spreads in thirteen games this year. All right, stay away or play Bears, Browns, Browns laying three. Ooh, uh, stay away for right now. I think the over might be a good play there, though. All right, stay away or play Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins laying nine and a half. Uh, stay away. If I can get the ten, I might look at the Jets, but stay away for right now. All right, Joe, we can't let you out of here without your wink-wink game of the weekend. What do you got? I got three. I'm giving you three. I'm giving you all the bowl games. All right, listen. The bowl games are important this time of year. You want to factor on two two key things. 
motivation. It's the most important handicapping angle this time of year. Mm. Some of these teams want to play in these games. Some of them don't want to be there. And if you can identify that, you can find yourself an edge. Number two, the transfer portal. Some teams have been decimated. That leads us into game number one. Georgia Southern minus three and a half over Ohio. Game opened Ohio minus two. Nothing but Georgia Southern money. Why? Ohio's going to be down due to the transfer portal. Starting quarterback's gone. Backup quarterback was already out. Top wide receiver gone. Top two running backs gone. Top linebacker gone. Georgia situation. Yeah, Georgia Southern minus three and a half. Uh, Number two, New Mexico State minus three and a half over Fresno. Two teams headed in opposite directions. New Mexico State has been great under Jerry Kill. They've won eight of their last nine games of the season. They're taking on a Fresno team that lost each of their last three down the stretch. Completely collapsed. Head coach Jeff Tedford is stepping away due to health concerns. I don't think Fresno's showing up. New Mexico State minus three and a half. And then Jacksonville State minus two and a half over the Raging Cajuns. Jacksonville State just made the jump to FBS this year. They went eight and four straight up, eight, three and one against the spread. But teams that make the jump to FBS, you have to sit out of the postseason for two years. That's the rule. Unless there aren't enough six-win teams to fill out the 82 bowl spots. We only had 86-win teams this year, so Jacksonville State gets in. First bowl game in school history. Love the motivation angle there, playing them minus two and a half. Joe Fortenbaugh, you'll see him on ESPN okay. Bet, 6 p.m. Eastern, ESPN 2, as well as he's Barry Horowitz wrestling style, nice. patting himself on Cohen. his back. Nice. And uh, Carlin versus Joe with Chris Carlin, who sneezes and coughs a lot during the show, <laughs> noon until 3 Eastern time. Thank you, Joe. Gentlemen and ladies, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, Joe. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. We are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. We go head-to-head with other ESPN Radio shows in a Pick'em Challenge. But before we do that, CC always gives us his bet of the night, his best bet, courtesy of ESPN Bet. Yeah. How'd you do last night? How are we going to do tonight? So we won last night. We took the Sacramento Kings. We were laying a point and a half. They won by five over the OKC Thunder. And then we took the Raiders laying three points. Safe to say they were able to cover the spread. They (laughs) both raced the Chargers. So that paid out at plus 250. So if you bet $100, you made 250 bucks last night. So congratulations and you're welcome. So for our play of the day. It happens to be in the NFL, because we have Saturday and, and Sunday games, I felt the need to put together a little parlay. And this is going to be a four-leg parlay. Now, Ev, you know I like to live in a world where it's usually just a three-leg parlay, but this is going to be a four-leg 
parlay. So Isn't here there we go. a number of games that gamblers say you're a sucker if you do it a certain amount of games with a parlay? That's all right. Too many? No. You're going Calvin Ridley style on us here? No, I'm just saying. No, I'm not going Calvin Ridley style. I don't, think, like I don't, I don't think I'm going to be suspended for utilizing ESPN bet. I don't think it's frowned upon. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged correct, by the company. Correct, so correct. let's get to it with the parlay. Here we go. So we got the Bengals on the money line this weekend against the Minnesota Vikings. I like that. We got the Steelers plus one and a half on the road against the Colts. Like that too. We got the Browns money line at home against the Bears. Like that two, three. And we got the Rams money line against the Washington Commanders. Yeah. And I believe the Rams are at home. So that four-leg parlay plays out at plus 571. So you bet that. 100 bucks and you get $571. Good I like that a lot. I like that a lot. During Evan Almighty today, I picked the Vikings over the Bengals, and I picked the Steelers as well. So I'm very much in on that. I think that's a good one. Smalls, you like that? You feel like CC is advising people to win some money on ESPN Bet today? I think we're going to bring home a winner. Hey! Rams at home, uh, the late game, one of the late games, 4 o'clock Eastern time. On, they uh, have to win that game, right? On Sunday, the, Ra- yes. the Rams okay, have to win. They, they, they have to win that Absolutely. game. They yeah. have to win that Big game. Seven ten, of course, in LA, we'll have. That That's game the one I'm win. most worried about. Rams Commanders, oddly enough. Wait, no, why? You're good. You're good. I, I, I'm worried about that game. They're, I just, I just am. I just, I just listen. I'm, it's not sensical. But I'm just, I am worried about but it. But what? But what about it is worrisome to you? I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just, it, it worries me. Okay, it worries me. All right, let's Sometimes get into our Week 15 no. Pick'em Challenge against the other shows. So Carlin versus Joe, first place, 28-13-2. Freddie and Harry, 25-16-2. We're 24-17-2. So we're not bad. We're pretty good. We're not good enough. Here are the we're three games. We're in third place. Yeah, not good enough. Uh, Broncos at Lions this weekend. Lions favored by four and a half. This is a must-win game for the Denver Broncos. Their playoffs have started. Like I said before, in the AFC, you have, what is it, six teams that are seven and six? And vying for two wild card spots. If you're the Denver Broncos, you can't afford to give up any ground. Uh, and plus, the division is within your grasp. Knowing how the Kansas City Chiefs have stumbled down here down the stretch, uh, they lost last week, uh, and, and they've been losers of four of their last six. So the opportunity is open for you not only to make the playoffs, but to actually host a home playoff game. This is a game that you got to win. They just need it more than the Detroit Lions. So I love the Broncos getting four and a half in this spot. This it almost feels like they're begging us to take the Broncos in the four and a half. I know, which is why this is tricky for me. I mean, the Lions tricky. have lost two of three. They lost. Was that Tone Loke? Wow. That's what Small said, not wow. me. I did. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. But shout out to Tone Loke. I went back and listened to the catalog. Very strong. Very, very strong. Exactly. Don't give him enough credit. Yeah, All right, but they lo- they've lost two of three. They've lost to the Packers. They lost to the Bears. They're coming off a loss. They, too, need to have a sense of urgency here. I'm with you. So you like the Lions laying four and a half? No, the Broncos have been on such a roll. I don't know, Evan. What do you think? You're going to take the Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos. I believe in Russell Wilson. I believe in Sean Payton. That defense has performed a lot better. I believe that Russell Wilson, you know, last couple weeks with standing is pretty much limited his mistakes, limited turnovers. So, yeah, Broncos on the road. Let's keep it going. Plus four and a half. Now, it would be a horrible loss for the Lions. The Lions would go from everyone's darling at one point, we said on this show, well, CeCe said on this show, which we all said, okay, that's an interesting point. That could be a, a really good take, that because of the schedule, the Lions could find themselves with home field throughout the NFC playoffs because of the schedule. Well, now, when you're not good, the schedule doesn't matter because no, you can't you can beat lose the team anybody. you're supposed to beat. Yeah. It don't matter. 
And conversely, the Denver Broncos, when you look at their schedule after this week, you've got home games against the Patriots and the Chargers, and then you're on the road against the Raiders, which all of a sudden feels like it's a little bit tougher, but still. Like, you feel pretty solid about your chances of getting into the tournament and your chances of potentially competing for the AFC West title. There's a good chance the Denver Broncos are at least a 10-win team. That's yeah. crazy. Which is crazy to think after they started out 1-5. and five. They're this year's Lions. Yeah, exactly. Wait, so can- it kind of feels like we should take them, okay. knowing how they finished last year. How the Lions finished last year, if we're going to call the Broncos this year's Lions – then this is a game that okay. they've got to win. Okay, deal. So Let's we're going to so take the Broncos, and we're getting four and a half points. Bron- uh, Broncos plus four and a half. Next game, Cowboys at the Bills. Bills favored by two. Which I think is crazy. I know it's at home, but I didn't expect the Bills to be favored in this game. Did you guys? I didn't. I didn't, but you know what? There's something about what's going on in Buffalo. I, I, I looked at it, and I said, why are the Bills favored? It should be the Cowboys. They just demolished the Philadelphia Eagles yes. by 20 points. But I feel like Vegas knows something that we don't know on this one. They and Josh do. Allen has that potential. We know that the analytics and Vegas both love Josh Allen. And so in a matchup against the presumptive MVP favorite in Dak Prescott, I think Josh Allen finds a way to outshine him. And here's the thing. Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, he's mixing in a lot more motion, and this Cowboys defense struggles against motion. They struggle defending offenses that utilize a ton of motion. So this could be a spot where the Cowboys defense gets a little bit exposed in terms of some of – um, the different ways that opponents have had success attacking Dan Quinn's scheme. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. And remember, the Buffalo Bills with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen over the last three years, 15-2 and two in the months of December and January. 15-2. and two. So I like the Bills laying the two. Why are we all of a sudden going crazy on the Bills? Because they played a close game against the Eagles and they played well against and they won against the Chiefs, right? Yes. So now we're going crazy. Do you realize the Bills started out four and two and in the last seven games are three and four? They're actually currently in a worse stretch than they were to start the season. And we're all saying how great they are. This is a team that lost to the Bengals on the road twenty four eighteen. They lost to the Broncos by two. They lost to the Patriots, who stink. If you if the argument is picking the Bills, I can't, I don't want to pick them based on oh my god they're back they're so good it's just it needs to be they're good against good teams bad against bad teams and if that's the argument then that's fine but I don't understand like this like resurgence of the Bills they're three and four in their last seven games and if we really think that this is a different year for the Dallas Cowboys they have to win this game they have to go into this environment and win this game this is a defense that forces turnovers a turnover prone quarterback I like the Cowboys. I'd go with the Cowboys too. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's two versus one, so I mean I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything about negative about the Cowboys. You know I've sworn off of that, but I will say this: mark this moment next week. If Cowboys don't cover, okay. I will have a veto. All right, I dude. bet you won't. You bet I won't. Okay, have Okay, are you gonna bet a dollar in the okay. jar? No, next week is what. I'm oh, because you're off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a veto. <laughs> I have a veto. You can carry it. I'll chime in on the picks. I absolutely will. thousand percent. International call? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I won't be international. I'll be back by then. Oh, you'll be back by then. I'll be back by then. Okay, one thing we haven't played out. You can't see Deron Bland having an interception return for a touchdown on Josh Allen. Yeah, but I could also see Josh Allen throwing throwing for two touchdowns or throwing for three touchdowns and running for one. Yeah. I could absolutely see that. Streak continues, though? The most important thing? Does it? 
Ten in a row? More likely than not. You want to get to double digits, more, right? If you're Josh Allen. Against, more against this defense, than not. I think it's ten, more, inter- more, ten games in a row with a pick. More likely than not. I think the Lakers are going to put up a banner for that. Uh, the Ravens favored by three and a half at the Jaguars. Sunday Night Football. Guys, I don't want to pick against my Ravens. I'm not going to pick against the Ravens. I believe in that defense. I, I just I trust it. Trevor Lawrence is banged up. You've already brought that up. This Ravens defense, um, they, they, they thrive when they're playing zone coverage, and Trevor Lawrence is one of the best zone coverage quarterbacks. But on strength on strength, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to that Ravens defense and what we've seen from them this season. What do you say? Cosign, like, retweet? There it is. Absolutely. I feel, I feel the same way, not only about the Ravens in totality, but the fact that Trevor Lawrence is banged up. I think the Ravens take this one. All right, so there we go. We have the Broncos plus four and a half, the Cowboys plus two, the Ravens minus three and a half at the Jags. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm What's happening here? I'm sitting here? here looking at this Ravens game, though. I'm just saying they are on the road, and the road is worth three. So do we believe that the Ravens – are a touchdown better than the Jacksonville Jaguars? Are we willing to go out there and say that? Are we willing to say that? I think so. I don't feel great about that. I honestly don't feel great about that. Are we that. changing the pick now? I don't. I mean, you like the Ravens, right? Because of the injury, but it would not surprise me either way. This game would not surprise me either way. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm factoring I'm, in I'm the cool injury. with whatever everybody else is. You like, have to pick a side, Evan. I picked the Ravens, but I'm saying You're that, picking the Ravens. But if we want to So you and Smalls it, are picking the Ravens. Okay, so it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that that's a, lot of, that's a lot of points for a road team against a division leader. That's a lot of points. Just saying. Just putting it out there. I'm good if we want to switch because I'm good on both. I like both these teams. So this is, this is an easy one for me. I can conv- be convinced very easily in this specific one. Just saying. All right. We're, we're going to go, we're gonna, we're gonna go with the Ravens. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Joe right. Fornbaugh said you got to feel a little icky about your picks when yeah, you're you making do. them. I feel icky about that one. Extra icky about this one. Certainly didn't feel icky last Saturday when the Heisman Trophy was awarded. You want to talk about a good hands moment of the week <laughs> brought to you by Allstate is when Jaden Daniels of LSU was handed the Heisman Trophy. Good hands moment of the week brought to you by Allstate with insurance from Allstate. You'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good Hands. All right, now coming up, we're going to have our unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Um, yeah, it was caught on camera, our unsportsmanlike moment of the day. It didn't actually happen on the show. Unfortunately, it was a moment that was caught on camera that we will explain. It's ugly and could get one of us maybe in a little bit of trouble with the IT department. But first, CC has this from Vivid Seats. Oh, uh, yes. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, pro football, they're all in action. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, presented by Progressive Insurance, CC Dancing. Rex, oh, Rex, oh, Rex, Rex, oh, Rex, oh, Rex, let's go, let's go. This was a time. Ooh, the early 2010s, what a time, Smalls. What a time to be alive. What a time. Oh. Wasn't a great time for me. That was stand, stand, huh. Oh, huh. I mean, I was standing on top of nightclub couches. Drinking, on the back drink, Drinking out of the bottle. Got the A shirt on because I've already taken off my button up. Ooh. Oh, it was it was, it was was a time. Sparklers was are time. coming through. Sparklers are coming through. Oh, it was a great time. Love Wait it. a second. Great I was going to bring up something else, but now I have to understand this. So I want the visual. CC is a young man. Oh, he yeah. He is a single man. He is oh, playing yeah. in the NBA. Uh, NBA. NFL. <laughs> He's playing in the NBA. He's playing in the NBA, too. He's playing in the NFL. Yeah. And there's no practice the next day, or maybe there is. And no, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter either way. And as long goes, as it wasn't a game the next day, we were straight. Yeah, and yeah. he goes out with his friends and teammates. Oh, yeah. And he has a couple of uh, adult beverages. Oh, yeah. And More than a, a couple. And he has somebody driving him home, not him. No doubt. No doubt. And he no gets doubt. so into it that no the doubt. shirt comes off, and there's just a tank top. Yeah. And there's probably a nice pair of jeans. Yeah. Probably a nice pair of shoes. A fresh pair of Air Force Ones. Ooh. Air Force Ones. Fresh ones. pair of Air Force Ones. And he's standing. in the Air Force Ones. Oh, yeah. Ones. Fresh pair. standing on a couch. Yep. At a club. No doubt. Arms to yep. the side, I assume. Oh, yeah. Like swag, swag surfing. Swag surfing. Swag surfing. It was great, man. Stunner shades and BBLs everywhere. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. It was a great. It was great. It was a time. It was a time. I'm married now, though. I'm married now. I'm a married man now. I didn't say you were. Mar- I'm a married man now. But I'm just saying, back then, the music took me back to a place you know, music does that. Music, music That's why when we heard Juvenile place. last week, I was like, am I at a house party in high school? Oh, it was yeah. like it transports you back. Absolutely. Takes you to that place. All right. Uh, so earlier today, Unsportsman. Speaking of moment, going to a place. Yeah, not a great moment for me. I didn't know this was caught on camera. Um, I drink coffee during the course of the show. Not a big deal. A lot of people do in the morning. I have a computer. It's a really nice one. ESPN was kind enough to give this to me to use for the show. It still works, but um, it almost didn't. As Somehow our cameras caught this. As I knocked over coffee onto my computer, I will let you two do the play-by-play and analysis of this as it is to destroy me, so I should stay out of this. Let's take a a look at what this looks like and describe it for the radio audience here. So we're coming back from the break, and Evan is putting his coffee mate on the desk. He's got his cup of coffee, which he's freshly prepared. Then he picks up his (laughs) pen to write something, but he knocks over the fresh cup of coffee that he just made onto his laptop and then he tries to take a tissue and wipe it off as if that's going to do the job and save the laptop. Yes, it's a... <laughs> it's a knife, actually. The I was going to say, it looks s- like, yeah. a, like a... 
a utensil there. I wasn't. I mean, it's, I couldn't tell. I couldn't it tell. It looks like a utensil. Then he so, is turning the computer to the side so that the liquid can run off of it while he's also wiping it viciously with a napkin that I think I had slid across the desk. And uh, he did but but you were actually watching it as you tipped it over. It's kind of like Draymond Green watching Yusef Nurkic as he slaps him. Like, I don't understand why you were watching it and you see the cup of coffee spill in slow motion. It's so bad. It doesn't make sense. And then here's the other thing. Yeah. What is it with you with plastic knives today? Like, I mean, you knocked over your fresh cup of coffee with a plastic knife. I did. We get a beautiful care package from ESPN Ithaca. They give us the Scullies, we've got the Koozies, right. and we've got the stickers. Right. But you open the box. You open the box with a plastic butter knife. Yeah. Why and how? I, I don't a, understand it. I like you need plastic to let, utensils. You need to let the plastic knives, the plastic utensils go, at least for the rest of the weekend. Because it's not good on you right now. That's true. You're struggling with them. That's true. Sure. You are struggling. Yeah, with them. I've seen them both. You knocked over the cup of coffee, and then I saw where you were trying to open that box. You basically had to be a badger <laughs> and rip open the box because you realized you couldn't cut through the tape. With a freaking plastic butter knife. Yeah. Well, I am a badger. On Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I knew that go. was coming. Here I knew that was coming. You know, here if we, we can put that video up one more time, because I want to do some play-by-play of Smalls and CeCe during this, because I actually can see what's happening here. So, I know CeCe during the break, when CeCe in our breaks is looking down at his computer and his notes, and he's got the one hand up and one hand down, that means he's arguing stats and info with Nuno and Pat. That's like, no, no, what are you talking about? The Cowboys straight the schedule. is the, That's what CeCe is doing. Smalls is getting ready for the next segment. Like a normal person, having a sip of coffee, looking and talking and having a conversation while I'm knocking it all down. Yeah, and then you see me spring out of my chair to grab some tissues that we have placed near me because I'm the spiller. So yeah. I, I went to get the you tissues. You empathize with him because yeah. you've been there before. Been there, done that. I mean, I guess I'm a bad teammate because I, I basically You're looked over at Evan staff. and then I started arguing with Pat Nuno. Like, I feel like I'm a bad guy at like, all of this. All right, yeah, he just ruined like, a computer. I, 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 I'm but the do you know guy. the Cowboys straight the schedule? Right. <laughs> no, he, you glanced over there like, this is a you problem. That, right. That's exactly what it was. That, in my out. mind, like, that's, that's what a, I thought. But that makes me a bad guy. Ev, I don't want to be a bad guy. All I, can I apologize. It's fine. You. But all I can see is I don't like my side view, and I have to now stop eating. Anyway. Um, two chins. Two chins. <laughs> and two chins. Got two, two chins. chins. <laughs> I think I got three chins in that picture, which is not good. The head-on shot. This is what I that's like. That's where you need to live, like, right there, the head-on like shot. Like Vinny Chase's first movie, head-on. All right, now. I love Entourage. Oh, do I ever. All right, now, here's something else that happened. I don't know how Pat Costello pulled this off, but we're going to Florida, the grand opening of the ESPN West Palm Studios. Celsius is sending us there. How did Pat get everything? Pat Costello back in Bristol. Oh, me? We, yeah, you. Can we get a shot? Oh, oh no, no, no. Javante has to Javante. I'm telling you, this was sent for CeCe. Javante's wearing a 3X Celsius. <laughs> oh, and Pat has all the Celsius like 2006. What? The soldier boy, you wear the biggest t-shirt you can find. Wait, stand up, Javante. Javante's oh wearing a, he's wearing a mumu. He's wearing there a ninety. It it's basically what it is. I think it's it fashionable good. now. I think though. it looks oh, really cool. The oversized, the oversized t-shirts. Oh, that's a really cool box. That is Pat. really nice, Pat. And I'm the Celsius drinker on the, the show. The How sponsorship. Well, he's got the sponsorship. That's true. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I did want to read one Product other thing. Product placement for and, and sponsorship. <laughs> shout out, by the way, to uh, Celsius sending us to Florida next week for our shows. So you remember Joe Staley, probably a guy you played against? Yeah, Joe Staley was a problem. Yeah, offensive so lineman. Why am I bringing up Joe Staley? It's a weird thing. Well, he tweeted last night at jstaley74. 
Just a public service announcement. I am not currently coaching the Chargers. <laughs> I am not associated with that mess. Please stop asking me for me to be fired. So Joe Staley and Brandon Staley obviously have the same last name. To my knowledge, no relation. Everyone was tweeting at him to get fired last night. He doesn't coach the Chargers. Pretty sure that if Joe Staley did coach the Chargers, they would be better than what they were last night. I think it's safe to say. Like, you don't really have to be a professional at coaching in order to put together a better effort, a more competitive team than what we saw. That was absolutely awful last night. And that might be one of the most surprising outcomes of the entire season. No doubt. The Raiders putting up more than 60 points. They found a way to make an unwatchable game watchable because of how much of a spectacle it was. (laughs) Think about it. We said that was an unwatchable game, and yet everyone will watch it because they were blowing the doors off the Chargers. We are on to Monday. Greeny, coming up next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.